you'll have to do like a coffee mini, like a um, coffee follow up. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, I mean, we came in on this mini. I was planning on fading in on me describing to you the scene in Bone Tomahawk that made me text you guys like, maybe don't watch this movie. But now, no, I, 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 I don't need, I don't need to hear it. <laughs> I don't think your listeners need to hear it. It's referred to as the wishbone scene. If that. That's that's plenty. I don't need to hear any more than that. I, what I'm imagining is probably worse. Oh, no, I don't. I don't think it is, but you've read the Wikipedia page. I have, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, other than the, the like, unfathomable horror, uh, it was a good movie. So, you know. Um, welcome to an Afternoonified Mini, a podcast about <laughs> seltzer water and horror movies. Actually, that's pretty accurate. I don't... <laughs> I mean, none of those things are lies. We've discussed both of those things, but today we are discussing... We're discussing a, a mini monster. It's a little buddy. Is the monster small or is the story small? Well, both. That's what's so delightful about it. Isn't, isn't Montauk like upstate New York? Yes, it is the very tip of Long Island. Oh, so this... Is, I think it's pronounced Long Island, like it's one word. I... <laughs> probably. I don't... <laughs> I'm I'm from the Midwest. I'm not even going to try. I can't do a new... I'm more scared to pronounce Long Island than, like, most French words. <laughs> well, yeah, the Long Islanders will come for you. The French don't give oh, a shit. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to talk about the Montauk Monster, which is uh, a delightful uh, little time capsule back to the heady days of July 2008. Do you... Where were you in July 2008, Emily? July 2008? I would have been 17. Depending, like, probably either getting ready for Warp Tour or recovering from Warp Tour. One of the two. I think that was the summer that I went to Warp Tour, and then the day after in Eugene, five of the bands were putting on, like, a mega show in Eugene, like an off-Warp Tour tour. So I went to that. I think That's I went to, fun. I think I went to Disneyland. No, I went to Disneyland the next year. So let's just say I was probably uh, baking at Warp Tour. I was going to say, you were probably just really all consumed with Warp Tour that month. I, I imagine being a 17-year-old, like, sad girl. <laughs> I was actually just telling someone today about how I used to take all of my family's uh, soda cans and spend, like, six hours in the sun outside of the grocery store returning them for the deposit so I could buy overpriced <laughs> t-shirts. Yeah, that, that, sounds, that sounds on brand for you. It takes a lot of cans to buy a t-shirt. <laughs> Well, while Emily was going to Warp Tour, uh, three women were locking, walking along the beach at Ditch Plains, just outside the small town of Montauk uh, in the aforementioned Long Island. Uh, and while they were there, they stumbled across the bloated carcass of a creature that was, at first glance, kind of like a demon rat. I have heard of this. You're going to have to look up a picture. This is to Emily and also all of the listeners. Um, of course, it'll be on Instagram as well. Um, and I also just remembered I should cite my sources before I get any farther in the story. Uh, so thank you to Wikipedia, The Observer, all that's interesting, and uh, the news uh, news platform that broke the story in the first place, Gawker. So, <laughs> I think this might be the uh, first cryptid that's not an owl. It's definitely not an owl. I will I will tell you that. Um it's definitely something, but it's not an owl. Uh so it is said to be it was said to be about the size of a cat, though you can't really tell that from the photo. The photo is very kind of close up on the monster. There's no no sense of scale. Uh and 
it was also in an advanced stage of decomposition. So it was almost entirely hairless. Uh, and uh, notably, while the bottom jaw sported a row of jagged teeth, the upper jaw appear curved and toothless, almost like a beak, which is not what most animals have. I mean, birds have it. This was not a bird. Yeah, not a feature of most mammals. No. Uh, there were also weird, strange bindings wrapped around its legs. It's If you look at a picture, it's... Uh, Upsetting? It's pretty creepy. Yeah, it upsetting actually is a really good word for it. It is a dead, rotting animal carcass. Uh, and also it has a beak, apparently. So it doesn't look great. <laughs> uh, the photo itself first appeared in a local newspaper under the headline, The Hound of Bonnickville, which is a pun on the word bonnickers. I think that's right. Uh, which was a nickname for the locals of the area, and it was also a play on the title of the famous Sherlock Holmes story, The Hand of Hound of the Baskervilles. Uh, really just... Clever people running these newspapers. Weren't they just drugged in that Sherlock Holmes story, or am I remembering the episode of Sherlock? You might be just remembering the episode of Sherlock, but I also don't remember the original story, so who knows? It could have been plenty of things. I'm sure someone will tell us. Uh, The three women who had taken the picture also gave an interview to Plum TV, which is a local public access show. So it's, it's really hitting the airwaves. It's really making a lot of waves, specifically in Montauk, Long Island. (laughs) Uh, then, on July 29th, 2008, the photo crossed the desk of Gawker writer Richard Lawson. Did you ever read Gawker back in the day? It like sounds classic Gawker. like I may have come across it, but I don't think it was something that I, like, sought out specifically. Okay. This is like, I was in college at the time, so I think, like, that was prime. I was, like, prime target audience for, like, just snarky news in general. Yeah. I was really big into, like, Gawker and Jezebel for a long, quite a long time. It was what I read at work when I had nothing to do, which is frequently. Uh, so, uh, a PR agency had sent the photo to another writer at Gawker's sister site, Jezebel, and she had sent it along to Lawson, believing it was probably some sort of viral marketing campaign. Uh, and actually. <laughs> For, I don't know, it was 2008. It was like Cloverfield area. Everything was a viral marketing campaign. People were throwing spaghetti at the wall. So, I mean. That was that also a viral marketing campaign? (laughs) Cloverfield? No, throwing spaghetti at the wall. Oh, yeah. Also throwing spaghetti at the wall. Yes, specifically. Uh, So later in a 2018 story with The Observer, Lawson said the story itself almost didn't happen um, because it probably was just like a little too goofy and it would have been killed by the Gawker CEO just for being too too weird and too stupid. Uh, but the CEO was on vacation, so he just oh went ahead God. and published it to the website. Uh, so the famous post itself is only 87 words long. Weird shit found on beach. Who the fuck knows? Uh, and the copy was, this is an actual monster, some sort of rodent-like creature with a dinosaur beak. A tipster says there is, quote, a government animal testing facility very close by in Long Island. But unless the government is trying to design horrible Montauk monsters that will eat IEDs and fart fire at bad Iraqis, we're not sure why they would create such an unthinkable beast. Our guess is that it's viral marketing for something. Ali Lohan's new album, perhaps. Well, let's, let's <laughs> think about the government aspect of this. Um, do you remember all the ways that we tried to kill Castro? <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I, I would imagine if uh, the it had occurred to like 1960s CIA guys to engineer a creepy monster to sneak onto the beaches of Havana and kill Castro. I would've. can't say that they didn't, though. Like, they tried so much other shit. I bet they... I feel like they've definitely tried at some point. I don't think they were ever successful. Didn't they try to, like, train cats or something? Like, spy cats? 
I feel like there was a story where they tried to like train pigeons or something. I don't remember. Like there's some real I'm, Guardians I'm of the Galaxy rocket raccoon shit going on in the CIA <laughs> during the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the Gawker story blew up and was eventually picked up by national outlets oh like Huffington God. Post, Fox News, and NBC, like everything. Um, by then, over a week had passed since the photo had originally been taken, and the carcass itself had mysteriously disappeared. You mean animal control um, came and took it away? Probably. Um, supposedly, like, it just got moved to some guy's backyard. Sure. Like, they wanted to use the bones in something, like, you know, weird people. Like, some weird people, people just shit. collect bones. Yeah. So that brings us to the question, what the hell was it? <laughs> I mean, I have my theories. So, uh, yeah, and as as was alluded to in the original Gawker post, the most popular theory was that the Montauk monster was some sort of ghoulish experiment that had escaped from the nearby Plum Island Animal Disease Center, which is a government, test, government animal testing facility. Uh, there were already plenty of conspiracy theories floating around Plum Island at this time, namely that, uh, namely the... Un- I will say completely unfounded allegation that Lyme disease was actually a biological invent biological weapon that originated at that laboratory. <sighs> so like it was already a thing in the public consciousness. Uh, so Nick Layton, who's the guy who interviewed the women who took the photo for the public access show. Mm-hmm. Um, he later visited the facility for some completely unrelated story. Um, and his story was that despite only having access to part of the lab with the absolute lowest like level of security, they had to go through an extensive government approval process before they were allowed there. Uh, and while they were allowed to bring food and drink to the island, they were forbidden from taking anything back with them. Well, to be fair, you also can't do that at like most museums and like rides at Disneyland. <laughs> no, 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 no. They could bring it with them. Oh, they like once it, it had back. been there, they couldn't take it. Yes. Interesting. Other way around. I thought you meant they couldn't <laughs> take it back into where they were getting the tour. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, they're like, oh, sure, bring all the food you want, but God, it cannot go back to the mainland. So all right. Um, he did say that after the experience, uh, he told the observer he was certain that the Montauk monster didn't come from didn't come from Plum Island. Um, with the quote, the security is such that I feel comfortable eliminating that theory. It seems inconceivable that they would let their mutants escape. <laughs> yeah, that seems like something they'd probably have on lock. Uh, others pointed to the bindings on the creature's legs and speculated that the monster could have been like a dead pit bull that had been forced into dog fights, which is sad. It's sad, but it doesn't look like a dog. Yeah, and that was dismissed is like the eye ridge is not right, and, and that wasn't it. Um, other animals were also considered and dismissed. Um, like a, some people thought it may have been a, might have been a sea turtle without its shell. What? Um, but sea turtles don't have fur, and also their shells don't just come off like that. <laughs> what does a turtle look like without a sh- uh, This is going to be an upsetting I don't think you can really, because it's like they're fused with their shell, so it isn't like, they're not like hermit crabs. It's Ooh, part of their body. without... You can Google that, I will not. I don't particularly like what I'm looking at right now. Yeah, I bet it doesn't look like the Montauk monster, though. <laughs> no, it doesn't. They just kind of look like blobbies. Yeah. Well, there's that. Um, other people speculated that could have been like some sort of rodent or maybe a sheep, but neither <sighs> of those have sharp teeth. Uh, which brings us to <laughs> the following summer, there was an alternate story that would emerge. So a group of friends, um, had apparently stumbled across a dead raccoon on nearby Shelter Island. There we go. So quoting an anonymous friend, journalist Drew Grant wrote up the account and published it to the now defunct blog, Association of Shitcan Media Elites. This is just like... A lovely, like I said, a time capsule, specifically a time capsule of like defunct media blog. 
Uh, so the anonymous source, along with two friends, had been making a raft, apparently for the sole purpose of piling it with trash. Uh, like you do. I don't know. These, I, I, no ages were given, of course. They're anonymous. But I, I anticipate they were probably college-age boys. Yeah. It seems like a lot of shit my friends would do. <laughs> so, uh, so they piled it with, like, watermelon, scraps of cloth. Uh, and then apparently while they were doing this, they stumbled across a dead raccoon half buried in the sand. Uh, the raccoon, according to the source, was, quote, honored with a Viking funeral, <laughs> not merely exploited for crass entertainment, though he also admitted this did happen shortly after a waterboarding endurance competition and just before a clothespins on your genitals challenge. Yeah, these are 18 to 24 year olds. <laughs> yep. Uh, so the idea that a mon- that the monster was simply a raccoon was not without precedence, and it, I, it had basically been floated as a theory from the very beginning, even before the photo made it to Gawker. Um, so, like, the beak thing, though, it does look kind of strange. It actually matches up very neatly with the shape of a raccoon skull, if that raccoon is missing its top teeth. Oh. Um, and then there's also actually, like, other photos of the monster taken from the other angle, like someone flipped it over. And not only does, like, there's a, there's a lot more fur on that side, but, like, the beak itself, you can clearly see that, like, the flesh around the skull has rotted away, like, just right there, which makes it look like a beak. You don't see it as well from, like, the famous photo. So what you're telling me is that it was a raccoon. It was a raccoon. Okay. Um, and <laughs> just to, like, emphasize how much this was definitely a raccoon, Lauren Coleman, who you probably don't remember, but is a famous cryptozoologist who coined the name of the Dover Demon. He completely believes the raccoon Viking funeral explanation. He's like, yeah, that shit's a raccoon. <laughs> so uh, if you ever uh, wondered what the forgotten Montauk monster was, it's it a, was raccoon. a raccoon. <laughs> the end. Uh, yeah, I, I've, I've heard the story, but I never like fully looked into it. I definitely didn't know about the Viking funeral. Yeah, that's actually something I had never come across. I was like really into the Montauk monsters. This was like a thing in that summer. It was like a, it became like a meme. Um, and I thought it was quite cute. Um, you know, in the way that like moth dead animals cute. are cute. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know how you like take something horrible and you like cutify it? Yes. Yeah, it's like that. Um, but I never heard any of the follow up. And it was like literally like the next summer they were like, oh, this is what it was. Never heard about it. So yeah, that's uh, that's the Montauk monster. Well, I'm glad we solved that mystery. Yep. At least we can solve some of the mysteries on the show. I don't know what to title this mini because Raccoon Viking Funeral like just gives away the Oh, it the does farm. give it away. I don't know. I'm sure I'll come up with I something. I didn't say anything funny in this episode, so I've got nothing for you. There's there's no Beyonce of farting <laughs> for you. Uh, that was a good one. I'm sure we'll come <laughs> up with something. I believe in you. Maybe. Ah, whatever. All right, guys. <laughs> Not out with a bang, but a meh. But with a meh. Story of the podcast. We will see you next week uh, for something very exciting, I I'm haven't sure. picked what the next episode is yet, so who knows? It's a mystery to us, too. All right, guys. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. We love you. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below.